Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Well, Labor Day is come and gone, and that means that election season will go into overdrive in the next couple of months. No matter who a person's favorite candidate or party is, there's one thing that we all share in common. We want our elections to be fair and honest, with all the votes accurately counted, so that we can have confidence that whoever wins actually did win. After the hanging chads of the 2000 presidential election, Congress, back in 2002, appropriated a big pot of money to help states get new voting machines and equipment so that there would never be another hanging chad incident and a presidential election decided, in effect, by the Supreme Court in a 5-4 to decision. So, states bought a lot of new equipment back then. Many of those electronic voting machines ran on what was the latest Windows operating system at the time, Windows XP. Guess what? Many, many of those machines are now 10 to 15 years old and are still running on an operating system that is obsolete and hasn't had a security update in over seven years. In fact, in 14 states, voting machines are 15 years old. Needless to say, these are machines with serious potential vulnerabilities that hackers could exploit. But even more recent electronic voting machines and the web programs and sites that collect and tally votes from those machines are not immune from hackers. And if anyone had any doubts about that, they've been laid to rest the past two years at DEFCON, the convention of hackers that meets in Las Vegas every August. On a previous episode of The Electronic Cottage, we mentioned that the voting village at DEFCON was going to have a section made up entirely of 8- to 16-year-olds who would have a chance to try to hack into replicas of five states' websites that reported election results. Meanwhile, their older counterparts would take a shot at the electronic voting machines that the organizers could legally lay their hands on. More on that in a moment. So, why weren't the older hackers exploring the vote reporting websites? According to one of the Voting Village organizers, Jake Brown, quote, It's just so easy to hack these websites, we thought the grown-up hackers in the Vote Hacking Village wouldn't find it interesting. End quote. DEF CON 2018 is over now. So, were Jake's predictions accurate? Apparently so. For example, it took an 11-year-old fully 10 minutes to hack into one of the Secretary of State's vote reporting websites. Another 11-year-old took a few minutes longer to get into another machine and change all the vote tallies. A third young person turned a site into a jukebox playing pop tunes and showing animations just for the fun of it. Meanwhile, the older hackers got into every one of the voting machines that organizers were able to get their hands on, 30 to be exact. Sometimes in a few minutes, almost all in less than 90 minutes, many remotely without even having access to the physical machines. Why only 30 voting machines, though? Well, after the 2017 Voting Village 18-page report on how hackable electronic voting machines were, voting machine manufacturers were not at all interested in making their machines many, as we mentioned, still running Windows XP as their operating system, available for hackers to try to hack. 
In fact, several manufacturers went so far as to send notes to auctioneers or organizations selling surplus voting machines on eBay to say that what they were doing was illegal. It wasn't, of course. But those notes did help limit the number of machines that the voting village machine organizers could find. But what they did find was sometimes surprising. A number of voting machines purchased on eBay weren't even wiped clean by the towns that used them. One machine from Tennessee, for example, that was used in the 2017 voting village had over 600,000 voter registration records on it. Those aren't notes we're talking about. These are voters' records tied to individual names. Needless to say, both voting machine manufacturers and the National Association of Secretaries of State roared that these demonstrations were not reflective of reality, that many of the hacks required physical access to the machines, for example, and that could never happen. Well, almost never. One voting machine manufacturer, ES&S, claimed that, quote, forums open to anonymous hackers must be viewed with caution, as they may be a green light for foreign intelligence operatives who attend for purposes of corporate and international espionage. We believe that exposing technology in these kinds of environments makes hacking elections easier, not harder, and we suspect that our adversaries are paying very close attention. End quote. Pretty near every security researcher who commented on that claim were seriously unimpressed. Rob Joyce, former head of the NSA's Tailored Access Operations Squad, pretty much the American government's top hackers, and currently the White House cyber czar, pointed out that, quote, ignorance of insecurity does not give you security. The investigation of these devices by the hacker community is a service, not a threat. Of course, even if voting officials were not being defensive and dismissive of the results of the voting village hacks, they'd still face a big problem in updating and more effectively securing electronic voting machines. A lack of money. Congress did recently appropriate money from the, here it comes, 2002 Help America Vote Act to aid states, but the funds appropriated are a drop in the bucket compared to what's needed. There is a bipartisan bill, the Secure Elections Act, that was moving through the Senate expeditiously recently until a hearing about it was quietly canceled, reportedly because of opposition to some of its provisions by the current administration. So there's no hope of that money being available anytime soon, if ever. It's not a pretty picture with federal and state elections coming up in November. For those of us in Maine, however, there is a silver lining. Our votes are still marked on paper ballots, so if there's any concern about how ballots were electronically tallied or reported, we can go back to the source and count again. Would that were true for the whole country, but it certainly is not. This is a big issue, and we'll do our best to share what we find out as we get closer to the 2018 elections, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>